Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Shazam, the podcast for all things DC. I'm Ben Riley. This is Scott. This is Jet. This is Garrick. Okay, and we're here to talk about, well, DC. Last time in the, uh, well, I guess first I should say, uh, welcome to the podcast, Garrick, for the first time. Oh, thank you very much. Glad and to be here. Last time we, uh, <laughs> last time we we talked about basically just Marvel, since it was just the inter episode and we had a lot of Marvel stuff to cover, so we didn't really get into the uh, the the movie announcements that DC has come out with. So maybe I figure we just start with that and then maybe talk about the TV shows that have started this season. But you know, obviously the first movie that's coming out from DC in the near future and the one we know most about is. Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. Which, I don't think there's been any super recent announcement about it. Have you guys heard anything recently? Um, aside from the a few weeks that we've gotten about like maybe some Robin casting, but uh, other than that, I don't think there's been a whole lot of new information officially released. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. But, um... Now we did hear the semi-related, I guess, the the whole thing with for a while it seemed like Christopher Nolan was saying that uh, you know real movies don't have after-credit scenes, and now it's like Zack Snyder said that Christopher Nolan said that. So now, obviously, Zack Snyder's directing Dawn of Justice. So does, does anybody know exactly what's going on with that? Uh, probably just a little tit for tat between directors. I don't know. Uh, Chris Nolan probably just with the Dark Knight trilogy being his baby and Zack Snyder being the guy who's taking it in a completely different direction now uh, probably just two guys in Hollywood saying eh, I'm in charge now <laughs> I agree. Slash, hey, I did it first and I did it better <laughs> yeah. yeah I agree uh, it seems that uh, Christopher Nolan really has a sense of um, almost like what he makes is the best kind of movie like you can see in the way he 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 uh he does his movies like if you've ever seen memento uh a movie about a man who no longer has a short-term memory based off of a story by his brother actually uh it really seems like he has like he he the story his brother wrote is completely different from the movie and it's almost like he has this sense that uh, everybody's input that isn't his is wrong to me. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, I could I could kind of see that. Yeah, you know, that makes me wonder also, before the show, Garrick and I were talking about uh, um, our opinions about David S. Goyer, <laughs> who, who, who wrote the, uh, the story that was then turned into the screenplay for The Dark Knight, and it makes me wonder... I haven't read his original story treatment. I don't know if it's out there available, but it makes me wonder exactly, you know, if Christopher Nolan is the kind of person who uh, really takes control of the project once it's in his hands, I have to wonder how much of Goyer's story actually made it into the movie, and if not much made it in, if maybe that was the reason it was, you know, good. Um, I've got the real <laughs> quotes here for what happened there with the oh. real ending thing, because there was an article in The Guardian about Christopher Nolan, 
and the quote is, when the studio asked if Snyder would add a comedy coda ending in the style of Marvel, Nolan's reply was, a real movie wouldn't do that. But then Christopher Nolan came back and said, I would never say someone else's film isn't a real film. The quote is inaccurate. Hmm. So basically we don't know what happened. So yeah, the Guardian context, added a footnote context, that says, context. subsequent to publication, <laughs> Nolan disputed the quote attributed to him by Snyder. According to Nolan, he had told Snyder, we shouldn't be chasing other movies, but stay too true to the tone of Man of Steel. I don't know. I, th- I believe Man of Steel would have done nicely with uh, an after credits scene. Maybe something to uh, to entice the, the Batman audience, like a some kind of like maybe a secretary walking in and telling her boss who happens to be Bruce Wayne something and you can't see his face you know something to mm. to really get the the, uh, the juices flowing bad news the... about your <laughs> sorry yeah. bad bad news about your satellite Mr. Wayne yeah um... yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think there's a way for them to put enough of like a subtle comedy in order to and still have the same kind of gritty tone that Man of Steel set mm. um, I hope it isn't going to be just a straight laced um, you know, dark all the time film. Uh, I don't think anybody wants that, not even the people making it. Um, and what they've said about some of the things of like some of the scenes that they filmed with Bruce Wayne already, um, that there is kind of that feel to it. Um, it's not, it, of course, it's not going to be a Marvel movie, so it's not going to be, you know, glaringly hilarious like some scenes that we get with Marvel. But I think, I think they'll, uh, a, a good subtlety with it will be a really good film quality. I do have to wonder if if there were discussions about including after credit scenes in like Man of Steel and the ones moving forward, but I I have a feeling it probably got shot down on the basis of not wanting to be accused by audiences of just you know copying Marvel that would, and seeming right. like they're they're just trying to do what Marvel does, you know. That would make sense, but I mean, people cop and people do things that they believe would look nice anyway, and. That yeah. that just happened to be happened to be what someone else does, and you know you just gotta gotta make something that looks nice before you really worry about what it looks like, what 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 movies it look like it looks like, you know. And I feel yeah. like they're trying so hard to to make these movies stand out that. They're, they're really losing something they could have. And they're focusing more on being different from Marvel yeah. rather than making the movies yeah. as good as they possibly can be. Yeah. Right. I, however, could see, like, if DC wanted to um, do the, the mid credit scene and then the after credit scene for everything that Batman vs. Superman is supposed to be setting up for... Um, I think they'll almost have to do that um, and play up what's going to start coming with this being, uh, even though Man of Steel was, you know, technically the first one, this is going to be like the kicking off of uh, the shared universe. Yeah. Right. So they might want to start teasing more and more with that. And if they put two scenes in, um, I think that, I think that'd be fine and not a whole, I don't think too many people would complain about that other than people who absolutely hate after credit scene and rail against it at any time, which, you know, is a, the 
loudest people are often, you know, the smallest minority. Yeah. <laughs> um, go ahead. No, I was just uh, so yeah. If they want to, if they want to tease more like that, I say more power to them. Yeah. Um, I, with all the with all the casting announcements and how many people they're actually including, I can't see a whole lot of them, you know, actually showing up in the main body of the film, except maybe as you know a peripheral here and there. But for if they're gonna do um, after credits teasers, it would make more sense for um, the cast to be so large that they'll start setting up for the next movies with that. I agree. I like post-credit scenes when they know exactly like what they're setting up. Like I feel like the Marvel movies they always had the specific okay, this is the Guardians of the Galaxy setup scene. Oh, okay, this is the Avengers 2 setup scene. But as long as they don't go like the Amazing Spider-Man route where they have a scene of some guy in a room who we don't know who it is yet with yeah. lightning and then they kind of have to figure out what that means for the second one. Yeah, and they like, didn't know who that was at that point, I don't think. Really. Yeah. So as long <laughs> as you don't like just with... get like a weird scene at the end of Batman v Superman with a guy in a room who might be smiling slightly or might be laughing or something, where it's like, oh, is that the Joker? Or I don't know, but we don't know Are you either. The Joker? Are you just happy to see me? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the Spider-Man ones, it, 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 they do suffer from that problem of, feeling like oh this is marvel so it has to have after credit scenes like with the sinister six thing you know they admitted later they don't even know who's going to be in the sinister six yeah yeah that's right they just picked some of the characters that are traditionally in it and put their stuff in the credits just to tease it you know yeah exactly like that as long as they have a plan for what they want to set up i'm fine with post-credit scenes yeah or if it's something like iron man 3 where the post-credit scene tied into the narration that went through the whole movie Mm mm-hmm so I could see it that really working too, like... you know, if it ties into the movie itself. Hmm? It really doesn't seem like anyone has a a true plan of what to do besides the actual Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, even DC, it, I mean, the list of what they have almost seems like they're just picking superheroes. I mean, for for the justice league of course you want superman you want batman you want wonder woman and of course the flash even aquaman but shazam isn't like a wholehearted justice league member <laughs> and cyborg is a teen titan green lantern makes sense yes but it's so far out it it's it <laughs> shazam actually does give me hope though because since Shazam isn't just an obvious Justice League pick, that tells me that they do have, they're not just trying to go for the easy, you know, well, we obviously we're going to do these characters, so let's announce those movies, but they, they do seem to be, they have a plan beyond just filling out the Justice League. Unless that is the plan of just taking characters they think would do, do you know, appeal to an audience and mm. not really hand, setting I mean, up beyond a justice league universe i mean on the other hand we uh we didn't get any non-avengers stuff until guardians of the galaxy i mean yeah that Mm. makes sense but uh, but that's still the same universe and i was gonna Mm. i was gonna hold this until we actually started talking about shazam but um it was recently discussed i don't know if it was actually dwayne johnson himself who said this or if it was one of the directors attached um shazam is not gonna be part of the shared oh my gosh, universe. It's seriously? going to be its own standalone are you, thing. Are you Seriously? Kidding? 
Yeah, I got it here. That was uh, Entertainment um, Weekly spoke with New Line president Toby Emmerich, and he says it feels to me like Shazam will have a tone unto itself. It's a DC comic, but it's not a Justice League character, and it's not a Marvel comic. The tone and the feeling of the movie will be different from the other Ranger comic book movies, but the stakes have to be real. A sense of fun and humor, but with real stakes and an anti-hero version of Black Adam. (sighs) That doesn't really confirm that it won't be part of the DCU, does it? No, yeah. I mean, he might not be in the Justice League, but I don't think that means it won't be in the same universe. I think that with like uh, what Scott was saying with some of Dwayne Johnson's comments that it's just going to be a it sounds like it's going to be separate like it's even it's not under the WB house it's New Line Cinema yeah what about Suicide Squad and Justice League Dark and Sandman are they all um, Sandman and Justice League Dark weren't even included in Warner Brothers announcement when they announced their slate yeah, um, however, list, so. as far as I know, Suicide Squad is going to be part of the overarching universe. Yeah, because Lex Luthor is supposed to be in it, I think. Yeah, Jared Leto as the Joker. Very interesting. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, this... let's. There was there was one thing I, I did want to specifically talk about with Batman versus Superman. Let's uh, maybe this can be our closing thing for that. <laughs> um, it was leaked that Jenna Malone. Uh, might be Carrie Kelly, the female Robin. How do you guys feel about the cinematic universe using a female Robin? The the latest, or the, um, I guess you could say the most recent Robin, instead of, you know, Dick Nightwing or um, uh, Tim Drake or Jason Todd or Damian Wayne even. I feel feel that um, this is just a push for... uh diversity and not really a push for story i mean like yes there there was uh there's there have been uh batman sidekicks that are both female and a a, a female robin but yeah i left out stephanie brown which that's my bad but yeah there has there has been a female robin yeah already before but i don't if 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 they wanted to keep the story i feel that they should have gone with with dick grayson the 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 first robin who everyone sh- i hope everyone feels is the robin in you know in in i i just uh recently i saw an article where the uh dc is uh starting to be a lot more diversified than um than marvel and i feel like this and a lot of other of their choices on who to play who is based on how how they want to separate themselves from Marvel by having a a, a diversified cast like a female Robin and I mean I, I won't mind it but I would rather have Dick Grayson than See, the thing the thing that kind of that that makes me okay with it is is a we know that this is going to be partially based on the dark knight returns which was a story with a female robin which is probably the same female robin that they'll use in this movie if that turns out to be true yeah but so there there is that aspect and also they've said that this is a batman who's being (laughs) the batman we're being introduced to has been batman a long time so it's it's hard to say you know there might have already been other robins in the past but 
we're is starting. Is there also supposed to be rumors that Nightwing is in the movie? Yeah, so Dick might also might also be in the movie, but he might already be Nightwing. It's it's just hard to say. I guess yeah, that makes sense. But the the storyline for Dark Knight Returns, Batman's like sixty years old, and yeah, they're changing it a little bit, yeah. well, more than a little bit. But they're they're they are basing some aspects, like the Comic Con teaser included Batman wearing the armor from the Dark Knight Returns. So I think. I think that's probably the most, the biggest reason for going with a female Robin, mm. is that association. Maybe. I just, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. I just like it to start, not at the beginning, but well into, uh, well into it, I guess you could say the beginning. I, I would know. love if, I would love if Gotham went on for like 10, 11 seasons to the point where, you know, he is a young Batman. Because, I mean, the kid's going to be, like, you know, he's, what, 14 now? So he, in a few years, he'll be old enough to start being Batman. And I would love if they ended up making Gotham part of the DCU, since we're not going to get to see Batman's earlier years and show it through that show. Or do a flashback movie or something. It'd be interesting if they had uh, time skips after each season. Like, season one is this current, yeah. this current year or whatever, mm. and then season two is... 10 years later or something yeah um i'm i'm quite okay if uh carrie kelly ends up being the robin for batman versus superman for a couple reasons one we know this is going to be an older batman um and it is drawing from the dark knight returns uh two she really looks the part like um Hmm. she looks a lot like carrie kelly from the comics um and i think she'll be able to pull it off um and like Garrick said, it might be for diversity reasons, um, more so than anything else, which I, I do hate it when Hollywood does that with their movies. Um, just, you know, diversity for the sake of diversity, not because, uh, you know, there are other characters that we could use to develop things. But this is a Robin that we know is established in the Batman mythos. She has existed for a while. They're not just, you know, creating a character for the sake of diversity. Um it's not like and, Jenny Olsen in in Man of Steel. <laughs> yeah, although we ha- we do know that that wasn't Jenny Olsen. She has a different last name. Jimmy Olsen oh. is supposed to show up in Batman vs Superman. Um, He's the guy did, with the anyways, broken legs or something, I think. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Um, anyway, and uh, like what with Garrick said about you know Dick Grayson basically being the quintessential Robin, um, I would disagree with that to a point. Robin for me, I think has been more Tim Drake, um, in my opinion. Uh, Dick Grayson has always been associated with Nightwing, in my mind. And yeah, he had to go through the Robin stage to get to that point. But I think Batman's dynamic with Dick Grayson as Nightwing is a lot better than his dynamic with Dick Grayson as Robin. Yeah. I, I so seeing that. Yeah. seeing that dynamic play out on screen and having a Bat family that's already well established in the movies and because we've gotten we've gotten the origin story nolan did a great job with it let's let's leave batman's early years behind us and let's explore what a well-developed bat family would look like on film because we've never had that in the entire history of the character i think that's the key of what they're wanting to go for is that everyone's always seen batman robin as batman and robin batman robin so if you give it a different twist of, oh, this Robin's a girl, that makes it a little more interesting for audiences who might feel that they're a little tired of Batman, Batman and Robin, Batman and Robin. So having a, 
older Nightwing and then a girl Robin, it might just add that little bit more newness, I guess, for people who don't care about it like us. But <laughs> I mean, frankly, they they could even if they really want to, you know, diversify it and put, make this an established, you know, Bat family, put Barbara in the movie, you know, give us Batgirl too, in addition to Robin. You know, they wouldn't. I, I think at this point, Batman versus Superman might be too crowded, but the next Batman movie. <laughs> You know, introduce Babs, you know. Yeah, or, uh, even as Oracle, that uh, would be a very interesting storyline. Talk about how, yeah, how she I'd, became Oracle. I'd like to see her. Yeah. Because um, if they're going to, if they are going with Carrie Kelly, then that leaves, like, we get we get Dick Grayson, we get Tim Drake, Jason Todd, uh, Damian Wayne, maybe, if they want to go that way. Um, I don't know if having Batman with a son would be too too new for some people. Um, but I'm sure somewhere they could work into it. Um, we could get Cassandra Kane and Stephanie Brown and Babs and all, all three of the different Batgirls. Um, there's, um, they just introduced somebody else. I think, is her name Warbird in the comics? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was, um, we thought she was going to be the new Batgirl for a while. That happened right after Damien died in the comics. Um, so the, the Bat family is huge potentially. And this, I think this really opens the door for them to explore that in a Batman solo film because of using Carrie Kelly and Batman versus Superman. Yeah, definitely. Well, after Batman versus Superman is, which we, that movie we talked about a little bit, uh, Suicide Squad, which I really don't know anything about beyond the fact that it's kind of like thunderbolts well currently we have a cast made up of will smith margaret robbie as a harley quinn tom hardy jared leto as the joker and of course jesse eisenberg as lex luther but personally i think this is a really odd odd movie choice to make uh maybe it, it makes more sense if one thinks about it as a uh, as like a background story for uh, Batman uh, rogue Batman's rogue gallery or just the combined rogue gallery of both Batman and Superman seeing as it has Lex Luthor in it but um, I just feel like it's an odd odd left turn to make. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Suicide Squad is basically like supervillains who are doing things for the government in exchange for shortened prison sentences, right? Oh, at, more like uh, so they don't get killed. Like they have sometimes they have in in some versions of them they have bombs implanted into their brain. So if they don't do what they're told, they get killed. Uh, okay. But so I, I was wondering what could possibly motivate you know the Joker to do yeah. something like that. But, although, okay. Although I don't even think death would really motivate yeah. him to do that. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, he's an odd choice for that kind of movie. Yeah, I I don't feel like Joker is one to work with people. And how could you? I I just I feel like I don't know how you could get audiences to root for him as a protagonist. I mean, the guy is a mass murderer. Yeah. I don't. I don't think they would actually include Joker on the Suicide Squad. Um, as far as I know, I don't think he actually has been part of the squad. At least in the. I know in the New Fifty Two, he isn't on the team. Um, it's it's Harley Quinn, Captain Boomerang, Deadshot, Black Manta, um, and a, f a few others that escape me at the moment. Um, 
but basically what I'm thinking DC's doing with this is that um it might be a response to Sinister Six. Oh, yeah. Um, it feels like because they supposedly they're coming out the same year if Sony sticks with their schedule. Um, so having a villain-driven movie and also having Marvel not doing any of that, um, or not having done it yet, I that's where I can see them going with that. Um, it's something new uh, that one Marvel isn't doing, um, and Sony might actually back down on. So that would be a one-up kind of trump card that DC would have if it goes over well. Yeah. Yeah, that does make sense that they'd be the timing anyway. Personally, I'm not... I don't think villain-focused movies are a great idea. I don't think especially when a you lot have, of audiences will go for it. Especially when you haven't even established... really established, like, their heroes first. Mm. I mean, like, yeah, you're establishing Batman for the joker and harley quinn and you're establishing superman for lex luther but we still have uh tom hardy and will smith who we don't even know and this is only the characters that we currently know about there could be a few others maybe i think the rumors were that uh tom hardy or will smith were going to be deadshot and uh the aquaman villain black Black manta Manta. black manta which so, I would I would really like to see Will Smith play Black Manta. I think he would do a great job. Oh yeah. And that Yeah. I agree. Yeah, you know, as much as I you know, I'm fully aware that the Dark Knight trilogy will always be its own thing. It's gonna be weird seeing Tom Hardy as a different D C <laughs> villain. Oh yeah. <laughs> he had a mask on at least in the Batman movies. So it's right. not as I don't know. I feel like that would be better for me, knowing that I didn't see his face the whole time. Plus his voice. He'll be talking like this in the new yeah. movie. I don't... How did he do that with his voice? He didn't even sound like himself. I thought that was so amazing. He did a really good job. Yeah. All right, so so after Suicide Squad, we have Wonder Woman, who we'll be seeing first in Dawn of Justice, rather than her own solo movie. Yeah. It'd be nice now that they're they're uh, introducing her early kind of like how they did with um uh, uh barry allen in the arrow uh tv mm. show they introduced him early and then they they kind of like kept setting up his uh his own television show it was very interesting i like how they did that it was it it really kind of like gave you something to uh to wait for even though you're not getting it for a little while yeah yeah what i think is going to be weird about this is that uh the rumors were saying that they're already planning a wonder woman trilogy where the first movie here will be set in 1920s Hmm. and so the second one will be in 19 oh i'm not gonna remember 1960s and then the third one will be in the modern day oh that's very but if our first but if our first movie is set in the 1920s, that means Wonder Woman will have existed, I guess, all the way up through Man of Steel. But I don't feel like the universe of Man of Steel... I don't know. They really didn't... I don't know how Wonder Woman would fit. Because it seems like the like an alien invasion was a big deal. Like, yeah. whoa, there's, there's weird things. But then I don't know how a Greek island of gods... If that's where they're or goddesses, if that's what they're going to go for. Amazons, usually. Amazons. Well, thank I think you. I think we did find out that uh, that 
her origin will be more like New 52 than her, the, her original origin, didn't we? What's New 52's origin? I have to look that up. Let me... <laughs> I, I, I actually have her, her uh, New 52 stuff checked out from the library, but I haven't read it yet. But, um, well, yeah. So is she immortal in the comics? I'm I'm probably like the least she's, knowledgeable DC person here. She's so supposed to be the the daughter of Zeus, supposedly. But I, I've never read anywhere that she was immortal. She could be. Maybe she was in the in the the old uh, comic that uh, the the old Justice League cartoon. But I'm not. I don't. I don't think she is. I have no idea though. Okay, here is what I what I read. I, I I'd have to also look out how reliable this is. Probably should look at this stuff before. But um, in the New Fifty Two, Wonder Woman is no longer a clay figure brought to life by the magic of the gods, but the demigoddess, the demigoddess daughter, daughter of Queen Helipetra Hel and Zeus. Yeah, yeah. which I, that I'm pretty sure that's what I heard will be origin in the film. Hmm. Which I think I think that would work better for the film universe. Um, hmm. It'd be interesting if she would she played a political character in Dawn of Justice before she played a hero heroine like uh, Diana. Uh, usually was an an ambassador to uh, the the modern world um, while also being. A, a heroine as as Wonder Woman, but she was she was ambassador first before she was Wonder Woman. So I I believe like if like I don't know something was going on and we saw her in a in a pantsuit or something talking to the president, that'd be a very interesting way to uh, introduce her. That would be interesting. Yeah, and I did I did just look up. Uh, it is confirmed uh, the produce. One of the producers on Dawn of Justice, Charles Roven, is the one that confirmed that her new 52 origin is the one they'll be using. Oh, gotcha. So, as far, at least to the extent of her being, you know, a daughter of Pip, Hip, whatever you pronounce that name, and Zeus, <laughs> instead of a clay uh, I want to say Hippolyta, but uh, my my Greek is not non-existent, so... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, as far as the whole 1920s and the 1960s, I I have no idea how to feel about that at all. I think it's Hippolyta. I think it'd be really, I think it'd be really interesting for them to do a period piece with Wonder Woman, um, just because the character has existed for so long, and as far as I know, she is functionally immortal. Um, I, I do have to wonder if it's if it's mainly an attempt to have their own, you know, Captain America: The First Avenger movie. Well, of course, but <laughs> um, and depending on where the movies fall, it could set up for something later. Like just how Captain America set up the Tesseract origin for mm. the MCU by being a period piece. Something could show up in the past with Wonder Woman for it to do the same thing. Um, but then they could be accused of just copying Marvel's uh, uh, story. They're be accused of it either way, though. Yeah, really. really. People are people are <laughs> gonna keep saying that, no matter what they do. Yeah, when just you, because fans are fans. When you start something, you always get accused of some. Someone will always be accused of copying you. Yeah. But after Wonder Woman, uh, we get Justice League Part One, 
which I don't think we know if Flash, Aquaman, and Cyborg and Green Lantern are in it. I think it's you know probably safe to say that all the new Fifty Two, you know, main Justice League. Well, it's very interesting that they're they're sandwiching sandwich sandwiching Justice League Part One and Part Two. They have Flash, Aquaman, and Shazam in between Part One and Two, which I guess would make sense if they were origin pieces then and uh justice league part one introduces them as uh already in business superheroes and they don't focus too much on the origin i guess that would make sense but why would they sandwich it like that i don't know maybe kind of like batman versus superman will introduce you know the trinity and then we'll get wonder woman after although we're not getting another Superman or Batman movie. Although it doesn't introduce super Yeah, I have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just... Yeah, you could you can try to explain that. There really is none yet. So I yeah. don't I don't really know why they would do that. Yeah. But um what I've heard is that maybe Brainiac will be the villain for part one. Ooh, that's very interesting. And that kind of that kind of brings everybody together. And then it'll set up maybe Brainiac's like a herald for Darkseed or Darkseid. Um, excuse me for part two. I hope we don't and, just uh, throw out Lex after Dawn of Justice, and then that's yeah. it for him. Um, I could see him. Well, well, we know from the New Fifty Two that uh, Luther does start helping out the Justice League and becomes a member. So that might be really interesting to see on film. Luther uh, is by the end of. Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, Luther is going to be I was just going to say Suicide Squad. Ah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, well, we yeah we know Luther's going to be in the Suicide Squad movie, or somehow his character's oh, yeah, going to play yeah. into that. Whether he's going to be an actual member of the Suicide Squad or just have some involvement <laughs> because it's a villain movie and he's like the quintessential DC villain. Um, I could see just, you know, kind of him being a, almost a cameo for Suicide Squad. And then if he did join did join the Justice League by the end of part two to go up against Darkseid, since Darkseid would be such a big threat. Oh, that would be awesome. Um, and they kind of do what they've been doing in the comic books with Lex Luthor's character um, and him and Batman starting to go up against each other because now they're both on the same team and he figures out that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Um, that, that would be interesting to see play out later in film. Um, yeah. But again, that's such a new thing. Although, is it really? I don't know. But um, it would it would be new at least for films like that. So, if they're gonna start taking their, which I would be very happy to see DC do that with their movies instead of just rehashing the same thing over and over. Start doing some of the new stories where these big twists happen, and put that into film, and let everybody who doesn't read the comics or isn't up on the new Fifty Two stuff see that and be like, oh, this is you know something we've never seen with this character let's see where this goes and frankly if even if he does join the justice league in part two i think then man of steel he'll be back against superman again he'll be in a villain again oh Just absolutely because he's not the kind of guy who you know stays on the good team unless <laughs> unless, unless he's an alternate so. universe lex luther <laughs> I just don't want to see a wig. Let that. Let, let's just say that's the most important thing. Um, I hope as I long hope as there's no Lex there... Luthor in every movie, like yeah. as he's been in every single Superman movie that's been made. As mm. long as they don't overdo it with him, or use a wig. 
Or you <laughs> I can't emphasize enough that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Superman Returns. He used to wake pretty fun, pretty uh, humorously. It's quite interesting. I I haven't seen that in so long. I don't even remember what happened. I uh, well, he, don't waste your time. He. Uh, <laughs> I, I wait. I, it's like Spider-Man Three. We just don't just don't waste your time. <laughs> oh, I, I I quite enjoyed uh, uh, Superman Returns. I thought it was very interesting. Uh, way to do it, especially with Kevin. Well, Spacey. ladies and gentlemen, this was uh, this really was Garrick's first and last appearance on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Say what you will. I I, I believe Superman <laughs> Returns. They did a good job, and they just they messed up on some things that they shouldn't have messed up, and it, it really hurt them. But I, I like so, I like it I all like up until Spacey. Super Baby. Really? <laughs> I would just like to point out that Scott's favorite Marvel movie is The Incredible Hulk. I'm just. Oh, I Just love that one. Hey, I love hey, that one. Come on. That's watch your favorite watch Marvel it with movie? all the deleted scenes cut in. It's it's amazing. All I'm saying is you know, pot, kettle poured... black, you know. <laughs> hey now, hey now. At, I least, enjoy... at least I can back mine up with justified reasons for why it's good. <laughs> I believe you should enjoy a movie for, for for whatever reason you can. It doesn't matter, but <laughs> unless it's a Brian I, I like... Singer film, but whatever. <laughs> I like I like both those movies. <laughs> Suddenly, every X Men fan just turned off the podcast. Um, so you didn't like X Men <laughs> One or Two or Days of Future Past? Okay, I liked I liked X Men One. X Men Two is the best out of all of them. Days of Future Past erased everything that was bad about the X Men movies, which was X Three and a little bit of X One. How did it erase X Three when X Three? was a prominent it erased everything didn't stepping stone on it i mean yes it erased it but it was still you know it showed it anyway brian brian <laughs> singer left the x-men franchise at x3 x3 sucked and his thing that he left x3 for superman returns also sucked so nobody won with that deal <laughs> you so, can't say brian singer sucks then for the record i think he, the last stand some, is the best X-Men movie but... oh yeah i enjoyed well, it I, the, the the fact that they we're use going so is far off track here. <laughs> I, I like it when they anyway. use my favorite characters <laughs> all right so basically we've established we all disagree about everything um so the flash is the next <laughs> is the next movie now we don't know if the flash will be in part justice league part 1 but we do know that he won't be Played by uh, Grant Gustin, or however you say his name. Yeah, I, I I really wish they would. I think he makes a very good Barry Allen, and even by the time, you know, uh, 2018 when the Flash does come out, and even if the Flash is in Justice League Part One in 2017, he'll be a really established uh, figurehead as the Flash, and just mm. just putting somebody different just. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I understand it. You know, you want to keep your TV stuff separate from your movie stuff. But I think I, I liked how Marvel was doing with uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I kind of wish they, they that DC would would take a, take a, uh, some advice from that. And take a hint? Take, take, yeah, take <laughs> a hint and uh, do the same thing and have uh, Gustin appear as Flash on the, the silver screen as he does on the... On television because I, I think he would do a really good job even even the um the guy who plays the arrow whatever his name is on um on the television show arrow he he thinks he should do it too 
Now we do. There is a trade-off in that. Obviously, you know, the Flash and Arrow are one universe. Yeah. So if we don't have the Flash, then we could potentially see a more comic-accurate Arrow in him. Uh, green. Now even I'm calling him the Arrow. <laughs> um, it, we could be, potentially see a more comic-accurate Green Arrow in a movie as a result of these being separate. So there, there are benefits to it being separate as well. But yeah, there's always. But let's let's talk about Ezra Miller being casted as the Flash for that. I don't know him at all. I don't think I've seen anything he's in. Uh, he, he's... Look up a picture of him. He looks nothing... If he's going to be playing Barry Allen, looks nothing like the character. The man is sticking... Like... He's, 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 he's skin and bones. <laughs> he needs to... Like... <laughs> Gosh. Oh, wow, yeah. He does not look at any... Well, I don't know. I, I don't mind that. I mean, you know, Chris, uh, Christian Bale looks nothing like the comic book version of Bruce Wayne. But think... when he did, well, okay, yeah. Granted, when he they actually like got him cleaned up and in costume and in character, he did pull off a very good Bruce Wayne. Um, and also, I mean, you can bulk up and you know put on a lot of muscle mass, and then you put on the suit and ta-da, he's Batman. But um, <laughs> just there, there's something about an an actor playing a character where it's not just acting ability and I, I i can't say anything about ezra miller's acting ability i haven't seen anything that he's been in before never heard of the guy before it was announced that he was playing the flash but that acting ability when it comes to characters like this is only half the issue the other half is does this person look like the quintessential vers- version of that character and no he looks nothing like barry allen he looks nothing like jay garrick he looks nothing like wally west especially what are because- they doing he has black hair. Barry Allen in the comic books always had blonde hair. Yeah, that could be yeah. fixed, though. At least. I mean, that can but, be. Yeah, right but look at the guy. Picture look. him with blonde hair. He, yeah, and it, he doesn't, could, it, it doesn't. It doesn't look work. right. It doesn't work. Uh, I don't know. I mean, to me, Andrew Garfield looks nothing like Peter Parker in the comics. I yeah. I disagree. I think he looks a lot like. I, Peter I, Parker. Yeah, I agree. It depends with on the artist to some degree, but. I just, know, that's that's one where I, I'll have to wait and see before I know. I'll have to at least see a trailer or at least some you know set photos yeah. with him in the suit. But it just seems because if he looks okay in the suit, then I think I can deal with him looking different outside the suit. I I've seen I've seen the way he acts. He's not bad, but it's just he's not someone I would pick to be any of the flashes from any era, from any any reboot or any. <laughs> anything he's he's not flash in my mind and i i i'm afraid he'll never be and if he's not then i'm i'm afraid i won't enjoy the movie you know the good thing is though that there are multiple flashes and i believe we had it confirmed that he's barry so yes if he doesn't work if fans absolutely just can't stand him the flash 2 will be about wally west i imagine (laughs) so there's always a backup plan yeah of just introducing wally yeah let's just hope that he turns out to be good or they they find someone even better i think as long as they write him well like i can mostly overlook any way he doesn't look like a character or whatever i suppose yeah like I feel like if the movie's good, yeah, if the movie's good, you're going to like the guy anyway. Yeah. Man, I lose a lot of Marvel examples. (laughs) You know. Because there aren't any DC examples. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, and then speaking of actors who look nothing like the characters, Aquaman comes out the next year. (laughs) 
Although I'm okay with Jason Momoa being Aquaman, yeah, even come, though he looks nothing like him. Come on, guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind it, but it is different. Yeah, I mean, it looks more like the hook hand Aquaman, the, the, which I think would be really cool because they um, uh, they showed a picture of him reading Aquaman comics not too long ago, and he was reading the Zero issue from the '80s, and I have that issue, and I've read that story arc. It's where he loses his hand. Um, and gets the harpoon, and if that's the Aquaman we're going to see on film, I am very much okay with that. Um, it would be interesting to the, see. Uh, I think Aquaman has always been a great character. The only version of Aquaman that has ever sucked was the Super Friends version, and that's the version <laughs> that everybody always rags on because that's when he was just terrible. But if you read Aquaman comics, he's always just kicked butt, especially in the To the Bone story arc where he does lose his hand, um, I forget who the villain was, but he gets his hand shoved it's his brother. in the Amazon River. I'm pretty sure it's it was. His was it was it Orm? I, I think, think so. It, maybe it was Ocean Master. Um, but anyway, piranhas eat his hand off, and then he kills the guy by shoving his face in the river, and uh, just wraps a harpoon around his arm and bandages it off. And there you go. And he just runs around with this giant hook on his hand. And we saw a little bit of that in the old Justice League cartoons on Cartoon Network. Oh, yeah. That was the version of Aquaman they used for that. Um, and I think Jason Momoa really encompasses that version of the character. And that wasn't all that long ago either. Plus, it was the version of the cartoon, so people would be um, a bit familiar with it if they grew up with that, which was our generation, generation before us. Um, so I think that would be a really awesome version of the character to see on screen. In Plus, he's new... Polynesian, and he's going to bring a lot of that into it. So he, I, I, I think he's perfect. Um, in... This is what a hypocrite looks like when I say he needs to look like the character. Like, <laughs> no, he doesn't really look like Aquaman. But it's okay if it's Jason Momoa because he's. It's Jason okay Momoa. if it's Jason Momoa. Come well, on. <laughs> well, Aquaman himself is only half Atlantean. Supposedly, hmm. in in the comic books, he's supposed to be uh, uh, the the son of a sailor and uh, uh, the Atlantean princess or something like that, and. Uh, I think it was the. I think it's the other way around. His no, dad no. was the king. At least in the New Fifty Two, I'm pretty sure. It, in the New Fifty Two, probably. I haven't read but anything. I think it's on gone new back 52. and forth. Actually, I think in the new. I, I was just reading the uh, part of the New Fifty Two Volume One the other day, and I think it was his dad that was the human. Okay. Really. Yeah. I, I, I could apologize be wrong, if but... I'm wrong. I don't know. I still haven't finished reading it, so I'll go back and check at some yeah, point. I can but, check uh, real the Silver quick. Age has revealed that Aquaman was Arthur Curry, the son of Tom Curry, a lighthouse keeper in Atlanta, a yeah, water-breathing outcast from the lost city of Atlantis. That's well, Silver darn. Age. I was wrong. I am sorry. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, his dad's. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> now, one of the one of the big uh, things that gets talked about with the new Fifty Two Aquaman is that they kind of uh they have everybody around him sort of have the same view that people in our world do of Aquaman you know they make fun of him they you know he shows up to a crime scene and the cops are like no it, it's okay Aquaman we we got this you know <laughs> thanks for coming but do we think that Jason Momoa's Aquaman will be kind of treated like a schmuck by everybody around him or do you think they'll just because we we don't know if this is an origin story or if he's been around for a while well, and well, Aquaman, he's kind of a laughing stock or Aquaman isn't um, isn't really a person who just shows up to a crime scene. You know, he fights the people. Who, <laughs> well, I was just who, using that example because that's, oh, what, yeah, that's yeah. what happened in volume one of the New 52. I, I just, <laughs> one of the things I like about the New 52 Aquaman is how meta they can be sometimes. And they make their own Aquaman jokes. And it's just great to watch that happen in the dialogue and the reactions. 
Um, maybe they could go that way in the films if they want to add maybe a comedic element with it. But the if it's going to be Jason Momoa, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of humor associated with Aquaman. Yeah, you don't uh, look just... that guy in the eyes and make fun of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet they're going to be trying hard to push that aspect of Aquaman behind. Yeah. So they'll try to... I bet they Aquaman won't has that. always been somebody who can go toe to toe with Superman, and yeah. if you're gonna pick anybody to do that with Henry Cavill's character, then yeah, Jason Momoa is gonna do it pretty well, um, and I think that's gonna really solidify it in the public's mind when we start going to see these movies that Aquaman's cool, and Aquaman's really always been cool, except for that one Super Friends instant that we don't want to talk <laughs> about anymore. But. <laughs> He, he always has been a character who can go up against Superman. So finally being able to see that and getting somebody who can do that um, as an actor, I, I think it's going to be great. All right. After, uh, after Aquaman, we, and just to give you know, people a sense of time, Aquaman is the last one for 2018. So now we're in starting 2019 with Shazam. <laughs> I think this is going to be very interesting, especially if they keep it as... Uh, Barry Bot- uh, Batson as a, as a kid, and his Shazam. Uh, uh, Bill, Bill, Billy, Billy Batson. Billy, Billy sorry, Batson, but that's Billy. okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> but as long as um, they keep I picked it up. Like that, oh, no, go ahead, Derek. I'm sorry. As long as they keep it as the as the premise of the story, you know, him as a kid and Shazam as an adult, but with like a kid's mind, then mm. I think it'll be a really interesting interesting movie let's just let's just take a moment to realize that the premise of the shazam movie is going to be Dwayne the rock johnson beating the crap out of a 12 year old with superman's power set like (laughs) think about that (laughs) (laughs) just let it soak in i I personally i've never i don't think i've read not only have i never read a shazam comic i don't think i've read anything with shazam in it so my oh, knowledge oh, of the character on, is, I know, <laughs> well, my knowledge of the character is just, ba- you know, that he is a kid that turns into a superhero. Basically, he's a he's a twelve year old given the powers of, uh, of a wizard named Shazam. He's got the the wisdom of Solomon, the strength of Hercules, uh, the, something like the fortitude of Atlas, the power of Zeus, the speed of Mercury, and the mm. something of. Uh, yeah something like that <laughs> yeah yeah because shazam is actually an acronym yeah. but they don't they don't really play on that much in the new 52 like they did um i have the the new 52 collection i think they're all justice league comics but they did a shazam story exclusively for a couple issues it's really good and if you can find it i recommend picking it up yeah, um, should... it's a good jumping on point to learn more about the character just i mean that's the function of the new 52 um but uh like I said, this is this is a twelve-year-old with the power of Superman, like the, and they 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 casted Dwayne Johnson first as Black Adam, and he was going back and forth on who he'd want to be, whether he'd be you know the actual powered-up Shazam or Black Adam, and I think I think he'll do a good job as Black Adam and seeing kind of an anti-hero to that side. Um, Black Adam historically, I don't think he's been much of an anti-hero. He's, per se. He's really more like a, a a man with so much power and as long as you don't bug him, he won't right. do anything, but once you bug him, he'll kill you. He'll right. kill you and all your family and all your family's friends <laughs> and all their family. <laughs> he 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 doesn't really mess around. But um 
he he's like Doom, but not so maniacal. I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also not an internet blogger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That, that, oh, let's. Oh, oh we'll, we'll get to that on Excelsior. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, tune in next time. Anyway, um, <laughs> what are your thoughts on who you'd want to see Shazam being played by? Since we haven't gotten a casting announcement yet. I vote Patrick Warburton. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> oh, I agree. I agree. <laughs> but he'd have to. He, I don't know. There's something about Patrick Warburton. He he's 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 been in so many comedies and everything that you can't really see him as serious anymore. And sometimes Shazam but, has to be serious. But he's he's fun. <laughs> Shazam is funny more than he is serious, though. So I I think Patrick I should, Warburton would do really good. Yeah. I should point out before anybody. Like, I don't know if anybody's listening to this yet, but if if somebody listens to this and decides to uh, yell at me in the emails for not reading Shazam, I do have a copy of The Greatest Stories Ever Told of Shazam checked out from the library. I just haven't read it yet. <laughs> so I will be more knowledgeable in the future. I've got, I think, I've got 50, 50 graphic novels checked out now of various Marvel and DC, mainly DC, because it's what I haven't read. And I have another, I think, 43 are requested. So... Just bear with me. <laughs> but you don't have a problem. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, after Shazam, we have uh, Justice League Part 2, which I guess, you know, we know Shazam won't be a part of, but um, I think that's it. we don't really know anything about it other than that. <laughs> Based on how, how they, they're playing Superman and how they want to play the rest of the universe, I think that's a good I, good way to go. If Shazam's gonna be fun and it's gonna be uh, humorous, but with a with a with a you know a mature kind of twist, I don't really think that he would fit in much into the the rest of the universe. Personally, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think it's good news that like Jeff said, it's gonna New Line Cinema. I think is who you said the studio is that is taking over Shazam. Um, and keeping it separate from the DCCU, um, I think lets them create their own tone with it because Shazam, Shazam's going to be a fun movie, and I want it to be a fun movie. Um, and keeping it away from Zack Snyder, I think, is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, l- I love Zack Snyder, but yeah, we don't want everything to feel like Zack Snyder. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> just like not everything needs to be Christopher Nolan in DC. So, but well, I do... no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, actually. Um, I, I do find it interesting that we have two Justice League movies here and the Dawn of Justice Prelude, which although Dawn of Justice Prelude focuses on Superman, Batman, other than that, there's there's no standalone Superman, there's no standalone Batman in all this time. Well, they've, they've said that they're going to do a Batman movie with Affleck and a Superman, an actual Man of Steel sequel. They just didn't give a date. They're so in they the are. works, oh, okay. but they're going to be after all of this. Okay, so it is which going I think to be... Is, hmm. So I think it's really good news to say. I'm sorry. I'm just stepping all over. You. <laughs> it's, no, but, it's all right. but I'm I'm going to continue. I'm going to keep talking. <laughs> Go I think it's good that they're going. <laughs> I think it's good that they're going to focus on um, bringing in more characters and giving them movies first, just so we don't get an oversaturation of Batman and Superman. Um, because I think the comics market is oversaturated with Batman and Superman, mm-hmm. and getting movies about other characters and building up into Justice League and expanding that. Um, I think it's going to be a great thing for the films. Um, and yes, I want to see more 
I, I think Affleck's going to do a great job as Batman, and I want to see him in an actual Batman movie. I would love to see him direct and star in Ooh, a Batman Oh, yeah, movie. that'd be very interesting. Um, mm, would. But, um, or even direct Justice League Part 2, or even Part 1 and take both of them, because, you know, Zack Snyder. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, not 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 that, not that I don't like the guy. I just I I don't want everything to be Zack Snyder. Um, but I can see him doing the Dawn of Justice and both Justice Leagues, though, just for the sake of you know Whedon is doing both Avengers movies. You know, having a continuity between all the Justice League point. related films. That is a really good point. I think he's confirmed to do Justice League, isn't he? Uh, that's what it says here. Yeah, he's confirmed for both. Great. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah. No. The the only thing with the Batman, I know you know we've had a lot of Batman in the films lately, and we've got Gotham, and we're getting him in, you know, all three Justice League related films. But where where they are introducing an older established Batman, I feel like we do need a standalone movie just to kind of, you know, we've got a uh, Batman in like his forties or whatever. He's going to have a lot of backstory that we need to kind of catch up on a bit, and that's going to be hard to do just in the Justice League movies. Do we though? Do we really need more Batman backstory? I I think there's a lot of stuff that people don't know. I mean, yeah, everybody <laughs> I mean, knows the Joker if, if and we're not, you know, Rachel Rule and stuff. But... If we're not doing an origin story, but we're doing like a an establishing story, like this is Batman. He's been here for a while. This is his rogue gallery. This is his sidekicks. This is Alfred. This is Jim Gordon. If we're if we're doing an establishment movie and not an origin movie i would i would agree that we should have that yeah i, I, just, I think i just need one just like we had man of steel <laughs> and that one. was enough to set up superman yeah. for all of this i just want one batman film to well i think they're giving I that think... to you in dawn of justice because alfred's in dawn of justice you're gonna have batman you're probably gonna have robin nightwing if that comes true like i think they're kind of like combine it all into this one big movie which i don't know if it can i honestly don't know if i can take all that but yeah, it's 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 starting to seem like a bubble that might just burst. Okay, so now we're back on track. Okay, basically it just stopped after I said uh, I just want one Batman film. <laughs> okay. We, okay. We so. apologize for the technical difficulties. Um, we'll we'll be back with you in a moment. <laughs> yeah, I got apparently the uh, I had too much going on. The disc said the disc was too slow. Oh. So Yeah, but at least I caught it right away. So. <laughs> That you just missed the most brilliant insights. Uh, well, let, let's not repeat. The entire Nobody gets DC to know. universe. Don't, don't repeat it. Um, <laughs> it's a secret now. <laughs> if if we want a Batman movie that's going to establish a lot of the Batman mythos, I think using Hush as a story template would be a really mm. good way to do that because yeah. there are a lot of Batman's rogues and a lot of history involved in that story, and if they could make a movie out of that. I think that would satisfy what we all want with a Batman movie that isn't an origin story, but does do a lot to set up and build the character. Yeah. I, however, would love a Court of Owls movie, I think. I think a Batflick solo movie set up with Court of Owls would be awesome. The That was the kickoff story for The New 52 with Batman, and I think uh, it's one of the greatest stories for Batman ever written. Scott Snyder's been doing an amazing job on the Batman books lately. Um, and it, the Court of Owls and Night of Owls was an amazing story. Uh, shameless plug, if you haven't read those, go read them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Is it is it is it really a shameless plug though? If you're not plugging your own thing, uh, the technicality. I don't know. Or... I don't know. Uh, sh- shameless promotion. Um, yeah. Although this this is a comic book podcast, so is it really shameless? Go read Court of Owls. Just just do it. <laughs> Drop whatever you're doing and go read Court of Owls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll see you guys later. I'm gonna go read Court of, <laughs> Court of Owls. All right. Um, after Justice League Part Two, we have one that I was surprised to see until I found out that he's actually in Justice League in New 52 is Cyborg, which I did not know he was in the Justice League. So, yeah, this color is, me I, stupid. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be it, Historically, the main lineup for Justice League has gone between either Cyborg being one of the principal founders or Martian Manhunter, uh, which when mm-hmm. they announced that it was Cyborg, I was really disappointed because I love Martian Manhunter. But, I don't know, his uh, yeah. name sounds kind of goofy to me. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Goyer. 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 Anyway, um, I, I believe and, I believe uh, Cyborg. I I know he's probably all grown up and everything, but I, I really like him sticking with the Teen Titans image. I just I, and we are getting I, a Titans show, aren't we? I think which is very are exciting. We? Yeah, we're getting oh, a live action Titans show like uh, next year. Yeah. TNT well is probably not connected right? though. That's very exciting. I believe, I think it's I very believe odd TNT how... is going to air it. <laughs> I feel that it's very odd that how uh, DC keeps putting it all all of its shows on different different channels. Like we got two yeah. on the CW, one on Fox, and now we're getting one on TNT. It just seems like oh, we never want them to cross paths at all. <laughs> <laughs> right, and we have one on NBC as well, Constantine. Yeah. So yeah, they're all Crickets. over the place. Another Crickets. shameless plug: go watch Constantine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, actually, definitely, everybody, please go watch Constantine because it looks like it might get canceled if you don't. So, yeah. crap. That's please watch Constantine. It's really good. Um, but we can get to the. I figure, um, just because of the time, we'll get into the the uh, DC shows next week. But we can go ahead and wrap up these movies and then go ahead and do this week's you know, movie review. But uh, last one on the list of things coming out is Green Lantern. Oh, this and I'm is guessing Ryan crazy. Reynolds is not getting a phone call anytime soon. <laughs> oh, they, they have so much to make up with with how, how, they, how poorly they did with uh, the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern. But I hear <laughs> that they're actually having it as Jon Stewart being the green mm. lantern in this movie so that's that's pretty good move to do which i think, which I think would be really in that i think that's a good idea um i think john stewart's a lot more of a dynamic character than hal jordan mm. um yeah. for for those of those listening who may not know john stewart he was the green lantern introduced in uh the justice league cartoons on cartoon network um he was a marine um i'm not completely caught up on his actual origin and how he joins the lantern corps um but he is he's a really dynamic character and a lot of people were actually really mad when Ryan Reynolds was cast as Hal Jordan because they knew John Stewart and they're like well that's that's not Green Lantern what are what are they doing casting him um, but I think <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be a, a good thing to branch away from Hal Jordan even though he is kind of necessary for the Green Lantern story on earth but um, he, he... He really made his appearance in the comic books, at least after Hal Jordan died. And Hal Jordan was this like 
huge like green lantern hero like he was the best they had and but hal jordan took over right after he died or i think Gar- guy gardner might have and he got injured and then john stewart takes over for earth's little sector of the galaxy or whatever however they're split it up but he did a really good job and i i think that if they do this right they could really wipe off like like make a whole uh wipe off the slate with with the green lantern um uh travesty (laughs) yeah travesty yeah (laughs) um which you know in retrospect if green lantern had been like the first one out of the gate before superhero movies really took off we probably wouldn't hate it so much i mean yeah, yeah there are still some things that are really bad with it but we had a bunch of really good movies right before it and right after it and it just looks like crap in comparison because it is crap in comparison but yeah. <laughs> i mean it's like you know the uh the the first you know couple spider-man movies are considered a classic now they wouldn't hold up you know if you release them now you just it wouldn't work <laughs> superhero <laughs> movies have changed and green lantern the ryan reynolds green lantern was not it, it was behind the times hmm. yeah i agree but kind of a weird paradox when you think about it because if you release the spider-man movies now they'd be weird but the spider-man movies started all this stuff to where we got to now for is better it a paradox or, <laughs> or is it a parallax? It's like I'm outside in the fifth dimension. <laughs> Stop That's that. a good Stop one. Stop that. That was a really good one. <laughs> oh, that was good. Good job, Trevor. High five. Uh, I, I high fived, just so you know. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Pat yourself on the back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> we, we, so, can, we can talk about the merits of the Raimi films at a different time. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in for Excelsior, where we discuss. Not guaranteed that we'll talk about Sam Raimi. Um, <laughs> so that's it for the lineup, other than just, you know, the stuff we don't know as much about, like Justice League Dark and Sandman. But um, Which, with those being not necessarily included in the DCCU, maybe we could save those for a later date. I love Justice League Dark. I think it's a property that really needs expanded upon. Um, and, I mean, Sandman is a classic. Neil Gaiman's work is amazing we could probably dedicate a whole show just to talking about those and where they could go with the movies um i want to see swamp thing somehow somewhere whether it's in justice league dark as a movie or if hopefully constantine doesn't get canceled and swamp thing shows up constantine's your best bet i think yeah Um, yeah they actually canceled they did talk they did mention it which i saw in the news the other day um because we know that the first season arc is being almost directly adapted from constantine's first appearance in the swamp thing books um, but there, there's no plans for the immediate f- future for Swamp Thing to show up, which I thought was disappointing. But they said maybe someday, eventually, season two or season three. So fingers yeah, crossed. I don't know. I don't know how much you could put him on screen on a TV budget. Is the only thing. Yeah, you know, that, that was that was one of their big concerns. So that's why I'm hopeful for the movie. Um, with the new Fifty Two, just um, Justice League Dark, Swamp Thing um, was a pretty pretty prominent member on the team for a little bit so hopefully hopefully my dream will be realized with that but <laughs> until then <laughs> and i think um you know next next week might be a good time to really go into all the these tv shows that are coming out for the time being uh since we've you know talked about all the 
upcoming movies, maybe we should go ahead and move on to the review. I was thinking uh, this week we could talk about a movie I think we've all seen probably multiple times, <laughs> uh, Man of Steel, start off <laughs> the DCCU. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, they did a, a very good job with the way they did Man of Steel, but the ending to me was subpar. I mean, they go from Superman killing and killing Zod and how, <laughs> how how distressed that made him to him being all light and happy and whatnot, hmm. destroying a drone because they're trying to find him. I just I just didn't <laughs> like that. Do you think it maybe should have been more like Amazing Spider-Man Two, where you know something horrible happens to him and we get to see the repercussions for the next you know few months afterwards yeah yeah i would have i would have liked to have seen him get himself back on his feet somehow Mm. after after doing something like that i didn't like the way that they just go from distraught superman to uh to Stop following me. I'm a pure blood American, kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I think, didn't uh, enjoy that. I think we I should like say how they uh, killed his dad. Yeah, John, Jonathan Kent not having a heart attack, but you know, standing yeah, there and just taking trying a tornado. to get a dog. <laughs> uh, the, I, it, it's the scene served a purpose, and I think it, it showed something good for the movie's tone, but it was just not the way I think they should have done it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think we should save a full-blown review of Man of Steel. We could probably talk for you know a good three hours on that movie. Um, we are we are coming up on the hour and ten-minute mark for this podcast. Yeah. We might want to save that. Yeah. But uh, I just figured I'd bring it up anyway, since we're talking about the DCCU and what's going to come to that. Uh, Jeff, any quick thoughts about Man of Steel? Uh, I like it. I think that's about all I can say. <laughs> my little, my little bit here. I could talk for a little while about Man of Steel, but I'll say I like it. Yeah, and we should. I, I agree that we should make a full episode for that. I think, in general, with uh, with the DCCU and the MCU, we should do full episodes for each. Yeah. Of the movies. Absolutely. Which, for the DCCU is just one for now, but still, I don't know. Maybe we could do episodes for the Nolan Batman trilogy too, or something. Yeah. But I'd, I'd hard to say. Cool. And we've got material yeah. for days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd just like to say that I enjoyed it, but not as much as I thought I was going to. Hmm. Like, I don't know. I just felt like they could have done a lot better. I'll say I prefer Superman the movie to Man of Steel. That's a good point. I that's a very good point. I do not, but, you know, to each his own. Uh, <laughs> that's what I said. That's, that's, I'll save it for another time, right. but that's my summary closing statement. So, teaser, um, come back, you know, tune in next time for <laughs> some time we'll do a review on that. We don't know when. But, and actually, if you if you do have any suggestions as far as um, things you want us to talk about, you know, ideas for segments you want us to do in the podcast, um email us at bagandboardpodcast at gmail.com. You know, let us know what you think. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Um, and, you know, we'll consider it. And we, we'll take it to heart. For the meantime, though, we are a little bit over an hour now, so 
should probably go ahead and wrap things up. Uh, like I said at the beginning, uh, Garrick, thanks for making your debut on the show. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> and, of course, Scott and Jeff, thanks for coming back again. And uh, we're, we're not sure who all is going to be here every week because, you know, sometimes schedules get hectic, which is why we're trying to have a good number of people so we can <laughs> at least have two or three on each show. So I'm, I'm an engineering student. I have no time. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll try to get Scott in the DC because Scott and Garrick know more about the DC than me and Jeff, the DC universe than me and mm-hmm. Jeff do. So it'd be good to at least have one of you guys on each week, but and we also um, have another guy uh, who will yeah. be showing up at some point, uh, Jeremy, uh, my best friend from back home. He knows a lot about uh, DC. He's a big Superman fanboy, um, much to his discredit sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the things moving forward, we don't exactly have a super solid plan other than that we're going to try and put out two episodes a week, you know, one Shazam, one Excelsior. So look for Excelsior in the next few days and then look for Shazam next week. Uh, in the meantime, uh, thanks for coming on, guys. Mm-hmm. Thanks and for listening. Yeah, see you next week. All right, see ya.